0: is up everybody we are super excited we have gavin the wrath of bun here to join us but as always we have cody the absolute worst we have josh <laughs> just signed on the dotted line with tsa winter and of course myself page super excited to be here but gavin how's your off season been going
1: awesome been down in florida loving the weather i just started getting really back into disc golf within the past couple weeks. So I definitely had my time off and got to enjoy the the couple month break. Yeah.
0: No, that's what I was saying. It- so you popped up on coverage or what was it on Gatekeeper Media, right? Where they were filming down oh,
1: there? Oh, for um, Down East or. Yeah. And then maybe Terry for Chain Hawk. I was on there for a video or two. OK. Yeah, I remember seeing you
0: pop up and I was like, I always try to stop and check it out. Your form was looking nice
1: getting the sidearm back finally it only took yeah. me a whole entire year to get a get a sidearm going again
0: well that's good and yeah this whole last year you've been kind of what's your uh, healing been like for your injury because i know you were kind of healed up you got your surgery and this is kind of your first year back with it but i know there's probably still some hesitation
1: around it yeah for sure um i don't ever play as much as i used to that will be one thing that's forever gone. Working on my body more than my game sometimes, mm-hmm. but overall the health is all there. I'm throwing far again. I'm side arming pretty well. The putt I can get all the way up. I I don't get sore after a few rounds, but still got to be modest with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just having that proper form, you can make it go far. You get that? You can build that power back up. I don't have proper sidearm <laughs> form, though. I need to be careful.
1: I really need to be a little bit more compact. I'm still bringing my arm like way up and out to where it really just needs to be right in here. Yeah. But it's coming. It'll come. Get it all heck out. Yeah. Well, you got a,
3: a favorite disc of the off season so far?
1: Of the off season, for sure. Um, here, let me go and get my disc-off bag. Oh, uh. right. <laughs>
0: Sneak peek into the into the off season bag of Gavin.
1: Well, I mean, it's a. <laughs> I actually just got it ready for tournaments. Um, oh, heck yeah. Well, somewhat. I'm still working in a couple things. So what bag are you rocking, by the way? Um, the Illinois Paratrooper. The a paratrooper! Nice. nice. Yeah. Um. Heck yeah. So this ends in my favorite disc of off. I'll just show you that one first, I guess. Obviously. Oh, hey! (laughs) Uh Orbit Enforcer! Come on, this thing is so money. It's like what I wanted the Rive to be so bad with the stability and just being able to trust it into hard winds and throwing it on soft annies. But a disc that really, really surprised me was I just got this recently. Their Orbit Truce And holy oh. cow, if you can throw the disc hard, or it doesn't even matter. It just glides forever, and it's it's fairly torque-resistant. I haven't been able to throw mid-range over 400 feet nice and easy in a long time. And I was out in the field the other day just... I was almost overthrowing some of the holes that I was aiming at. Oh, wow. Because I wasn't expecting it to go that far. It's been super surprising. Definitely going to have a few of these in the bag this year.
0: Are they pretty flat? or Are they a little bit domy?
1: Um, slightly domy. Okay. Yeah, because I know um, so it's Royal more of a are... comfortable dome than like a normal truth. So, if you think of a normal truth, it kind of a lot of them will have like the slow progression up. This mm. so one, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Well, I don't. Emac know. said about they're that. making like...
3: one. Emac said they're making an Emac version of that too really okay.
1: yeah i'd feel stupid if this was neat oh no this is just no just a regular, just the regular one, one. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> no it's just, so he somebody asked him if they're making an emac version and he said it's in the works so
1: oh heck yeah pretty much any disc in this orbit plastic gets a little bit better i feel like the felons enforcer i guess the enforcer is just as good without it but this one's a little bit more workable and you can get it a little bit further yeah Yeah,
2: definitely do you find do you find yourself choosing different discs or in different plastics now that you're like got your your strength back and your throwback
1: um are you choosing different plastics last season specific well kind of off base but i was having to change my bag like month by month last year it seemed like as i'd get more power back or just so many things were affecting it and it had to do with my shoulder obviously i was getting stronger and healthier but yeah plastics definitely affected this and even depending on the course that i play on tour i'll change out i'll keep the same mold but change out the plastic so keep the same feel just a little bit different shape of the throw
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah, I mean, I'm just happy to hear you're you're getting back to like form and like I don't know, you're one of my favorite people to watch just because like I feel like everything that you do, you can see like some of that growth and some of that intent behind it. Like and it's things that like for me, like I always like the way you throw your arm or you have your arm down when you're reaching back. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I need to I need to do that better. I just enjoy watching <laughs> like it so much. So it's like I'm really excited to get you back out there. And it's I know you had a couple like big breakthroughs last season. Um, but what are some of the tournaments you're looking forward to this year? Is there anyone that's on your Dude, calendar? Dude, I'm just
1: looking forward to being on tour a full season. I want to play everywhere. I'm looking forward to the most probably up in your home in Portland. Washington. The <laughs> Portland area. Yeah, that's super pumped to be back up there because I had to miss it last year. And I've never been to Maple Hill. Okay. I'm going to Maple Hill this year. Yeah. Oh, right on. So excited. <laughs> European Open, PCS Sula, those are that's more of a travel excitement more than the tournament. I mean obviously I'm excited to go and play disc golf, but it's also gonna be awesome to be outside the country for mm-hmm. for disc golf. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm going to the Dismania Open in Prince Edward Island in Canada. I wanna say it is. It has to be Canada. Yeah.
0: That's what I thought. I thought like them trying to make a bigger
1: Canada push. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. Never been to Canada either. Okay.
2: Oh, it's it's awesome up there. I love the North.
1: I was saying, I'm i curious
0: about, like, too, like, getting overseas, like, especially with you signing with, it was, uh, was it Westside or Dynamic that you signed with? Dynamic. That's yeah. what I thought. I I always have a little bit of doubt in myself, so I thought I'd ask, but with you <laughs> signing with Dy- our Dynamic and, you know, Trilogy just being bigger over in Europe as well, are
1: you anticipating a lot more
0: fans over there to come out
1: and kind of rally for you? I'm hoping so. I mean, I saw the coverage of last year's European Open, and it just looked unbelievable. So I'm definitely hoping that I got at least a couple fans over, over <laughs> the water. Oh, I'm sure you do. Like, I don't know. I feel like with this, like, holes like Simon,
0: uh, like signing. You see how much people are like kind of like haters in general. Wow. Where it's just like there's so much brand loyalty and so much like hate for like this individual. Yes. It's like it's crazy to it's see insane. to me. So it's like. You know, I'm trying to like try to emphasize more on like the positivity, where it's just like, oh, no, like, you know, there should be fans over here and there should be people that are rallying to you because you're doing not only what's best for you, but also, you know, you wouldn't do it unless you like fully believe like, you know, like you have a van and you're able to tour like who's going to hate against that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's yeah, dumbfounding to me the way ha- the, the lucky way that has,
1: lifestyle, but... that's for sure. yeah.
0: <laughs> But I feel like Europe's always been a little bit better than, I think, America in regards to being, like, more accepting of, like, foreign athletes in general. I mean. For sure. Look at basketball, look at soccer, look at. The
1: Europeans that come over here, just, like, how they are, and they're so much more respectful than, like, your average American, (laughs) even in that sense. Yeah. Well.
0: We don't need to call anybody out, but if you want to, Gavin, you you can call them out on here. <laughs> <Can you change? laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm gonna give him trouble.
2: <laughs> so it sounds like you're going to do like a, a lot of the the pro tour stops. Um, so it's probably a shorter list of which ones you're not going to be hitting this, this season. Uh, which ones are you not For going sure. to?
1: Um, just Silver Series. I'm gonna just be the Silver all series? The series. And hopefully oh, all yeah, the lead majors as long as I qualify. Okay. Is there a that's reason awesome. why you're
0: choosing to forego the silver series?
1: I'm playing. I'm playing a few of them. Like, um, there's one in Washington that I'm going to play. Yeah. The Cascadia or whatever mm-hmm. Cascade something. Okay. I'm just not playing a bunch of them. I'd still like a couple weeks off as I want to have a full year. But my full year is hopefully 26 tournaments.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what like, I, I can to do sing...
1: 26 of the major tournaments. I'll be pumped.
0: Yeah, no, that's where like I was noticing last year, there was a lot more MPO that were on like caught on camera talking about like not doing full, like you know MPO seasons and doing these like okay, let's pick and like choose to like suit our game where we're gonna be more successful at and you know so I was just kind of curious about some of those aspects of it because I know you know not only traveling being hard on the body but then you're also having a sport that's you know extremely difficult on the body when you're starting to kind of rip some of these you know 500 600 foot distances so i wasn't sure if that was like yeah just not having to i guess is kind of the new there's
1: definitely a couple tournaments that i'm not necessarily looking forward to or a stretch of tournaments just because yeah it is going to be extremely exhausting between traveling and playing some of the longer courses on tour yeah being in some of the areas Mm mm-hmm
2: do you have a, a favorite uh, favorite course that you played through the season and a least favorite course you played through the season?
1: Least favorite? Um, That's a hard one. Last year or just on tour in general? Because I played well, some well, tournaments well, what, what, my first year out that I didn't get to play last year.
2: Let's, just, let's go off last year.
1: Okay, so my favorite is for sure going to be Northwood Black again. I love the challenge of that course and they just always are improving. Every single year something's getting better. My least favorite Man, I didn't play the one I was going to say last year.
2: <laughs>
1: but well, say it! I want to know. Is it, uh, <laughs> I, I no? hate the Las Vegas courses, man. Oh, okay. I hate that we have to go and play three different courses. I'm not sure if it's the same this year, but I'm Almost positive it is. That's how it was last Ain't year. That we need to play it. three different courses. And I I don't know. I just don't like the the style of golf. Yeah.
0: Well, then sometimes does the the scene outside of golf impact the scene outside of, like, the golf courses, for example? Like, you know, what the nightlife is like at Vegas, for example, like making it a little bit harder to, you know, have that motivation to be on the course or, you know, sometimes staying out too late and getting in a little too much trouble. <laughs> so now you're, you know, dehydrated. Maybe, and but
1: heat. that's. <laughs> that's why we get there a little earlier if we want to <laughs> have fun because you know, it's our job. So once it comes down to it, it's all, it's all business. Yeah. But I, I'm excited for Vegas because one of my good childhood friends lives there now. So I'm going to be able to stay with him for a couple of weeks and oh, cool. that should oh, be nice. yeah.
0: well, that's awesome. But it's like, I don't know when I was in Vegas, I enjoyed the wild horse courses, but a lot of the courses around there, I was kind of, like, not really enjoyed as much. So that's kind of, like, the disappointing side of it to where it's just, like, I can see if I'm there yeah. for a month or something or, like, two to three weeks, like, really kind of getting burnt out on some of, like, you know, just some of the other courses. Because, like, there was, like, no one doubt. where it's just, like, I was having to battle homeless while I was on the course. And it's like, <laughs> I, think I, I don't want to do that. Yeah,
1: sunrise, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it was a nice course people? and everything, but <laughs> having to battle off homeless, is it, is it my idea of a fun no time? Doubt. Throwing over people that are like literally sleeping on the fair I feel terrible. I I had to leave when I went there. Mm-hmm. I was so close to just I was so close to hitting people just was, from a yeah, little shot. Like you're
0: thrown over like like some field where it's like, oh, it's fully in youth, but this is like the only way I could throw this course. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: And that was during the tournament.
0: No, it wasn't a tournament. It's just uh, a okay. course that was there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was like you know because you don't want to just play the same course over and over again, especially. If you're if you're you know, traveling
1: you to, to place in disc golf in Vegas, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to just keep going out to the Wild Horse property, and I'm sure it costs money to play out
0: there every day, right? Yeah, it does. So it's like, I mean, you know it's a golf how much? Course, so I I I mean, I had the the pass, so I got like my free. But my guess is probably that twenty to thirty dollar range is usually what a golf course is at. And so, yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely so sure. It can, you,
1: it can get expensive for a lot of people, honestly. Yeah. Going out there four days in a row is a pretty hefty bill to play some disc golf. Exactly. Damn.
0: Well, especially then you tap on like the whole golf cart, right? Because then that's going to be yep. another 20, Food. 30 bucks just to ride the golf cart around because you, you know, you want to do all three courses if you're paying money for it. And then you're like, you don't want to walk all three courses because that's exhausting. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. No, I was disappointed I couldn't get into Vegas. I feel like this year, Vegas really went to the whole like, sponsorship package in order to sign up so when signups went live there was like such a small amount of people to sign up whereas like last year it seemed like oh yeah the full amount you know take your take your gamble see if you have faster internet but this year it's like i think it was like down to like 90 or 80 spots open in regards to like ma1 um, wow that were like the rest were all sponsors and so i thought that was kind of crazy to see and i wasn't sure if that's probably going to be the direction that you know things are starting to head because
1: you know, if you need more money, that obviously. That seems weird for... I I could understand more why, like, the Pro Tour would go that way. Yeah. But I I can't see a reason why amateur tournaments would go that way. I feel like amateur tournaments are the best when they're in the giant fields. Yeah. That was my favorite part about playing amateur, was playing against 260 people in the same tournament mm-hmm. as exactly. I was
0: in. Going against, like, even, like, 10 or, like, 10 to 15 is just like, oh, this is a, a tournament, but it's like... Oh, it's usually the same grinders, and so it's a fun time. But it's like it's not the same competition where you're like, I go to an A tier, and you're like, okay, cool. Here's a good eighty people. Let me like see how this like really lines up. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, when you start to look at like, you know, sponsorship packages, you know, the MA1 since they can't take cash, all that sponsorship is going like towards probably the MPO side, Mm -hmm. and it should be going to the MPO side to kind of help fill that. So. It might be the new direction well, not necessarily
1: to... they should be finding their own sponsors for the mpo side yeah i i'm oh. truly not a believer that the the amateur disc golf side should be pushed to the pro side at least uh yeah n- never i don't think honestly it yeah. should be two different things
0: no i'm in agreement too with that but i mean we get shady TDs everywhere, right? <laughs> I Absolutely. Like, what is, yeah, I, I hate it, man. <laughs> I can
1: I hate seeing it for
0: sure.
1: <laughs> but we don't need to.
0: We don't need to segue down into the the, the abyss of <laughs> negative uh, TDs because there's a lot of people that are doing good out there. Yeah, I was just like noticing oh, it because it, it's it's different. Amazing. Like, yeah, but I mean, even like Memorial and Goat Hill, and even like Maricopa, like took a long time to fill up for like their MPO level tournament. So. Like i'm kind of curious to see like what this next year is going to go because it's like we had such like an inflation of like players and now all of a sudden like is't going to get back to like you know realistic signups where you can wait a couple days and sign up or yeah that, that, that like would be nice yeah that would be cool
2: like it's cool that we're getting all this growth but the growth comes some struggles especially especially for am players Definitely. you know because there's so many people who are coming out that are not playing npo they just want to play a tournament and then they'll uh MA1 fills up so they'll fill up like the MA2 and then the MA2 fills up so they'll fill up MA3 and you know it just sometimes the, the bigger um more fun tournaments of the year like in the area will fill up so fast so yeah. so fast
0: but we'll see i'm going to make my first attempt at TDing this year so We'll see hey let's go what, what it's awesome. like i'm gonna make all these judgment calls i'm gonna run my tournament and be like all right how skeezy can i be <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> so but mine's gonna be at trojan because i think trojan needs another tournament it's a brutal course but i think it's definitely a, a, a tournament worth uh, having so but it's gonna be a fun one but I also now are you
3: are you gonna play. are you gonna play the tournament utd in or no
0: oh that's not supposed to, to. <laughs> that's not supposed to be allowed but yeah i'm probably gonna play i it. say it's not supposed
3: to but i see people do it
1: that's why i have yeah, a co-td my... that co-td is gonna be on standby
3: i already well, my reported buddy, you for it.
1: um back in illinois dan schlitter he runs a lot of tournaments and he plays in them all mm-hmm. i think it's the way to do it because you're having fun
0: like you don't want to put on an event and then not participate in the event that gets so exhausting exactly Like, let me just have some fun. And that's kind of what I want to do. And, like, that's where I was, like, I was thinking about all the courses I want to play in Oregon. And there's a lot of them, but I was, like, Trojan's one that I always look forward to playing every year. So get out there and have some fun.
1: Amazing park. Yeah.
0: Just
3: make some rules that benefit you, Paige. Just anything. Just call it your favor.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm the TD, right? Like, <laughs> really, okay, really, Is it in or at of bounce? Did I cross or did I not cross? Like, let me talk to the TD real quick. I got it.
2: Two on one. Two on one. Two on one. TD rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that's gonna be my goal. But I did want to ask you, especially as like you know, kind of a newer player. Um, I don't want to like dive too deep into the Simon. I know people want to talk about it. But my curiosity is I always look at, like, contracts and how it, like, has that ripple effect. And so yeah. when Simon signs, like, signs like, his level of a contract, how does that impact you as a player? Like, when it comes to, like, next negotiations, are you going to, like, tap into that? Are you going to look at it? Because I know, like, you know, you look at NFL, right? A quarterback <laughs> signs for, you know, $120 million, You get any level of quarterback that's going to be like, oh, I want this. I want that in comparison. so
1: Yeah. I think, personally, no, I'm not going to use his contract <laughs> as leverage. But what? I, I want to like, see a Gavin, Gavin as, line of discs. <laughs> <laughs> as a community of like professional disc golf players, it's it's great for all of us because <laughs> it's just setting that that bar a little bit higher, and that's what we need. So I don't think it, we can really use it in. But in even that, that like, sense. like, I'm not going to be able to go up to Dynamic and be like, hey, listen here. Simon has <laughs> 300,000 subscribers on YouTube or whatever.
3: I bet people do use that as leverage, though. Yeah. Oh,
1: I, in
0: ways, I'm sure. Absolutely. But I think Gavin hit the nail on the head with more of like how it creates the ability to continue to have that lifestyle. Like, not necessarily using it as leverage, it just shows that. This is continuing to be a viable option for a career yeah. and the a disc path golf navigate is continuing where
1: it's like, to grow yeah it
3: adds some legitimacy i think like hey we are a exactly. real sport with real contracts and mm-hmm. it is a job um but yeah i think it's pretty cool i don't has anyone seen the specific shed or no I, I have not paid attention today
1: saw... i've heard mm-hmm. rumors but hmm. rumors, we're just be rumors. We're,
3: i'm sure we'll find out page is now yeah. frozen About yeah 10
1: years. No. i mean i'm sure that it's going to have to come out somewhere it's now no, um, they, really... they, they i they feel like companies kind of so want to like, brag maybe... about that like mvp wants to yeah wants, should want to put it out
3: we can pay this much because we're a real company
2: well i don't <laughs> now, think it's... paul's Paul's didn't come out right away did it i don't think it 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 so was...
0: oh. yeah, i thought it was i thought it was like 10 year one million yeah
3: and Ricky's came out pretty quick
1: Oh, Ulti World
0: Somebody has
1: in it. The comments ten years, 10 said ten million. That, uh, I never know how to say that. Ulti World has it. That's yeah, what he that's here. what Page said.
2: World has Let's ten go check years, it 10
0: million. out. I'd make that make makes sense because like my whole thing with Simon is like he's up there with Paul in regards to like desirability and marketing. Um Paul comes at it for more of like a dominance winning factor, whereas like Simon comes like the girl McGranny he dominated last year, but he comes at it from like that social media aspect. So I feel like when it comes to like top 3 people you want on your team, I think Paul and Simon are definitely the top 2. And he's likable. After
1: Simon's last season, if if he wants to win, I think I think he can win. I oh, 100%. Can, it's not too late for him.
0: Yeah. I mean, four tournaments last year, that's that's still relatively unheard of in in disc golf to win like four pro tours.
3: And
1: that ten was getting years, married and having a baby. No cap on disc sale residuals and performance bonuses.
0: Okay. I'm curious about if Simon's going to get a disc line. That's what I want to know. Like, like get him his money, but I want to know if we're going to have, like, you know, six the six molds of Simon.
1: I I bet you that him and James, he'll probably get more than James. But yeah. I bet you that James also comes out with his own discs. In yeah, James the has next two couple, right now, Because right? he just signed for four years. Okay. I think okay. it was a four-year extension this year with them. So that's a long he time. Has the, the Nomad, right? Nomad and what's the, the other Terra? one? The Terra. The Terra. Are those discs that were made
0: for him? Yeah, those are the Conrad design okay. discs. Yeah, so he has two. So, I mean, we can hopefully bank on Simon coming out with two. At least. Yeah.
3: Now, now Gavin, I do have a question. Because you switched sponsors, uh, was that two years ago? You went from Discmania to Dynamic.
1: Um, that was before this season
3: before okay so to this yeah. would be your second season yeah um yes. the question I have is a lot of people are like oh how's he gonna do new disc and all this stuff as a professional that went from one company to another what was your biggest challenge going to a whole new lineup of disc
1: um surgery <laughs> 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 but for I think it's just he's had countless hours with his disc his dismania disc he's been throwing them since he's been playing since he's you know gotten as an advanced disc golfer i think he was using a lot of dismania discs i mean 10 years for dismania before it came out up, yeah. you know it's like his so for him he's like deeply tied to those roots i feel like so, for him specifically, he's amazing at throwing, but I do think that he's going to have a lot of struggles for at least the first couple months. Like, I watch his videos, and he said that this is really a pretty new thing. Like, it's only a couple months old and in the making. And his in-the-bag video, he said that he hasn't even thrown putts with with the putters yet. Yeah. And, you know, going to an over-mold technology especially, it's not like, at least in my case, I went from disc to disc like mvp discs mm-hmm. really and truly feel different in your hand you can't you, you can't say they don't i don't think because yeah. they truly do they have a different feel than like your typical innova Innova or Discraft disc craft mm-hmm. disc so it might just be a little bit more challenging but eventually he's going to be better than he was before i bet yeah it's it's like a new stride it's something to push him well, okay, yeah, like Simon learn, seems learn, to learning something new of You games because he's such an entertainer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You no,
0: know, something new. Good you way. gain a different level of confidence. You gain a different level of trust. And it might be exactly. difficult at first, but that's what we talk about a lot on, on here. It's just like, well, trust that process. Be comfortable being, or get comfortable being uncomfortable because it's going to pay off in the long run. And, you know, yeah. especially once he starts to design those discs, like, you know, I think that's going to be like really where it takes off. Because I think about the tilt, how much fun he had with the tilt. When he's having fun. I think that's a whole different beast because he's not yeah. like I think he's he said it himself where he puts the pressure on he falls apart. But like that I said, I don't a... want to like segue too much into Simon because this is all about Gavin and you know. I've been like... super
1: on the Simon thing lately, so I'm, yeah. I'm down for it. But... <laughs> i was say, like you
0: being a former teammate of his as well. Like, I'm just curious about like the way you used to throw fd threes. Like, I I mean, has yeah. that
1: transition been for you? Still, like, I think. I, I think the FD3 is the easiest disc to replace. Really? Felon? <laughs> I guess yeah. you say the well, Felon. I, I like my tour series Felon more than I liked any FD3. It's just okay. way that, more overstable than any of them. That, that thing was so beefy. You know but that's, that's
0: that's what I'm like, I Way more overstable. So overstable, but I don't throw FD3s for the overstability. Like, like I throw my OG glow, but it's like, I like that they go straight. I don't throw PDs. I just throw
1: FD3s. Yeah. And that's what I like about <laughs> them. Okay. I feel that. That's what but, I used to use, like um, back in the day. I used to use like beat up Firebirds. I would have mm-hmm. really beat up Champion Firebirds. that would kind of push straight, but just finish to the left. And that's what I used the Orbit. You were yeah. just holding one up, Cody. Those orbit I have to carry. I have to carry two of them. Seriously spectacular. Mm-hmm.
3: Because this one, my Orbit one, is actually my flippier of the two. Because I noticed oh, for sure. I noticed when I was throwing this one, if it was really windy, I wouldn't get that hard finish left. So I had to throw in a Lucid X felon. (laughs) So now I'm bagging two felons. (laughs) Sorry. This this
1: is flippier than my um, FD2s were when I was with Dismania. This is a felon. Mm -hmm. It goes straight, but I get that more insta right than, than a lot of, like, my, like, even my Explorer that's in my bag now, my Lucid X Explorer. This thing will almost have a little bit more right burn at first. It comes back hard, but... Yeah.
0: That's where like I'll tell like new listeners, too, that are coming into this. There's nothing like an overstable disc beat-in to be flippy. You you gain glide, you get the trust because you beat it in, so you have that trust in it and you watch that growth. Like, I hate grabbing a super beat-in disc that was overstable because I don't have that trust, but the moment you take it from overstable to flippy, there's no disc better in the world than just that. And, yeah, those... Those type of discs are where I break my heart when I lose those ones.
3: <laughs> yeah, these are... Hmm. There's Orbitos hangers. So
1: good.
2: Someone's calling you out, Cody. Uh,
3: Yeah, I still got all my Christmas <laughs> stuff up. Who's, who's bad mouth in it?
2: It's anonymous.
3: I will say, uh, I have not had a lot of free time recently because of some family issues. So... Uh, we have not, and I have a wife that can't use an arm anymore. So we are <laughs> oh, we are man, not man. in
1: t- huh? Let's see that.
3: Yeah, we are oh, not yeah. in takedown mode yet.
1: Doing better though.
3: Yeah. Um. Actually, after the last appointment today, both her and my son, we have no doctor's appointments till the 25th. So nice. we're gonna try driving Double this roots. weekend. We're going to see what that's like because she can't move her right arm at all. So, yeah,
1: we're going to oh. see what that's
3: like. Doggy, yes.
0: Dog wants to say hi.
3: But <laughs> I traditionally keep my Christmas, like, I was looking at Christmas discs they have on sale right now. Like, this golf store has them. I was like, oh, I love Christmas. I love Christmas year round. So, my bad. I'll find out who said keep that. It up.
1: Keep
0: it up until next year. Yeah. See? Then you never put it back up, right? It's just the uh, the way to do it? Like my, so when I grew up as a kid, my uh, auntie did lights on the ranch, one dime, and we, like we're uh, a high desert area, so she put them up, and they just stayed up. there. I think they're still up to this day, where they don't work anymore, but like, all the Christmas lights were just strung up, and it's just like becomes more of a pain to take them down than it is to put them up.
3: Was that Arturo? Oh, okay, all yeah. right, yeah, I found you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you went and found out who yeah, We, we right? have you on the
3: podcast one week And then you're talking trash the next week That's Bush man <laughs> That's Bush Bush.
0: Well I'm curious about like So you had the enforcer come out Are you going to have any other tour series releasing
1: this year Oh. That you're allowed yeah, to I talk got a about list um, a list of them
2: A list of them
1: I haven't I haven't asked if I'm allowed to share them Okay. I know my first drop. I am allowed to share. It's another run of these enforcers because I'm obsessed with them. So different plastic. Be the first drop in February. Say that one more time. D-
3: different plastic than the orbit. Or are you gonna make other or so st- still orbit? Just a different drop. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, because I'm maybe looking for a stamp them or something. Because uh, I love dying or having people die my discs because I mm-hmm. can't do it, but. If, if I got them all bottom stamped, that would be awesome. I but think look at so, that. At like You queued us up perfectly. And I feel like a... Dynamic doesn't bottom stamp very many discs.
3: I've only seen like I two and they, they were, they were like judges, I think. I have not seen a bottom mm-hmm. stamp
1: Dynamic in a long time.
3: There might be a judge
1: coming out as the next middle of the year tour series. Who <laughs> knows? Who no knows? <laughs> no,
2: no one knows. No one knows. Hypothetically, it might happen, though.
1: It's going to be okay. in a really sweet type of plastic, not Orbit. If you work for Except Trilogy really right sweet.
2: now, cover your ears. <laughs>
3: well,
0: I was going to say, too, like, uh, Gavin keyed us up perfectly to shout out our sponsor, Black Vinyl Discs. If you need discs dyed, Mike hey. is your guy. Hey, that rhymes. Look at that. I'm getting better at this.
2: You are. You are.
0: He sponsors our show, so we got to give him a shout out. Thanks for queuing that up, Gavin. Unprompted. <laughs> but I'm going to try these enforcers, and so, I mean... They started pretty beefy, but like
1: pretty you know, just beefy.
0: About beating them, beating them in. Because um, I do like that. But I do enjoy the plastic, the royal plastic, and the royal over plastic. I still have. You know, we still have like this grace right now, which came out beefy. Like, I was surprised at how beefy this was for me.
1: Oh my gosh, that's the newest addition to the bag. Okay.
3: <laughs> yes,
1: sir. <laughs> I'm just so- I'm toying around with it right now. I'm not sure. They glide for days, the right? You there, hit right.
3: <laughs> they go forever.
1: Yeah. Forever. And it kind of stays on that straight to left to right line mm-hmm. for me, at least, just the okay. whole entire flight for just a long way.
0: But I feel like that's an important shot because I feel like those big left to right, like max distance shots, are starting to hit the Pro Tour more and more where it's not longer just straight and just hyzers. Like, for max distances, you're starting to see, like, a lot of left to right. That caught me off guard because, like, for me, I had a, like, pretty big turnover game, like, explored for a while where I can hit 400 pretty consistently on turnovers, and I don't throw anything over a CD2 for that shot. But then all of a sudden I got to a course and it was like, 450, left to right, turnover. I'm just like, I haven't practiced the 450, like, foot turnover shot that I'm just getting in trouble.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the the Pro Tour, they love their left to right move in longer shots nowadays.
0: Yeah, because I feel like those are like the, the bigger them. technical shots that really separate. I think a lot of MPO from like you know amateurs, where it's like, you know, you ask an amateur to throw four fifty hyzer, there's some that can do it, and most pros can do it. Like you look at Memorial, for example, that's a kind of big one like for that. But that left to right, then all of a sudden there's a instant like separation. No doubt. Well, what's your favorite shot shape? I'm curious about that.
1: It used to be right to left. Just a little stand-up pushing Heiser, <laughs> And now it's honestly – it's hard to say. I love how the orbit fell and flies. <laughs> you just like, orbit? <laughs> just, just like something that will push far, flat, move a little to the right, late, and then finish to the left. I love like the – a late flipping disc that has a very hard finish. It's like, it's yeah. the hardest disc to find in disc golf. And, and I just, got a, the most perfect felon for it right now. It's in, It's <laughs> it's the smallest lifespan of like they get to that amount of beatness. And then eventually it's very quick to where they're almost unusable, understable. Yeah. <laughs> but. And they're flat. One in that rotation at all times.
0: Now I just put a, Justin Anderson actually just gave me a first run PD again, and so I put that in my bag, and I've been missing that, that shot, for example, where it's just like, I'm falling back in love with it, and so, yeah. I, I get that, I, I can get it, I can get behind it, I was gonna get into the Orbit Felon, I tried to get the Orbit Felon, like, going, I couldn't figure that out, I tried to get the Gavin Rathbun Felon going, and it's just too beefy for me, so it's like, I'm just that a 3 guy tank, right now F3. at heart.
2: Oh, was, that's why I,
1: surprised, like, I was surprised like oh orbit
0: felons are pretty pretty straight. Like this one should give me a little bit
1: beef, and it's just like instantly most overstable, Ooh. like <laughs> oh yeah. Like pretty much completely different discs. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. They are different,
3: different disc. Disc. they are different discs.
1: They yeah. are different discs. Yeah, no. <laughs> well no, no, I mean, no that guy. run. Is that a like Gavin felon that you keep trying to hold up there? No, like, I have I know, have I, no. I just got a dive one.
3: No, this is my Lucid X one. My Gavin one's upstairs. Mm-hmm. I, I got a dyed one from Kyle uh, from the lounge. He nice. sent me one. It's white. The white one is like board flat. hmm So Those that one's the only ones I'll
1: throw for sure.
3: So I like far. the orbit. It's a little bendier.
0: <laughs> a little grippier, a little bit bendier. So it seems like uh, Florida is kind of becoming the new push for the off season. How's that kind of been, like, going down there? Because it seems like we've not only had a lot more coverage, but it seems like a lot more pros are just, like, hanging out down there. Has that been pretty Yeah, cool?
1: Florida's awesome. I came before all those boys started doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, <but> the original hipster. <laughs> my, <girlfriend's laughs> my girlfriend's family moved down here, like, five years ago. I met a family that we stay at now. Uh, we just opened up a disc golf shop here, the county gives us so much permission to work on courses. We made a course. Me, Alex, my buddy Ryan, he's who we stay at. And, um, yeah, it's been awesome. It's, it's a work in progress, but we're trying to definitely elevate the disc golf scene here in Bradenton. Because when I got here, like, they didn't allow permanent courses. All the tee pads were rubber. The T-signs you could pull right out. The baskets you can pull right out. Like, everything had to be able to go like that. And now they're, they, they like disc golf. They see the growth in disc golf. They see, they see what it's about. And it's, it's been really cool to work with them.
0: Yeah. Somebody just shouted you out in chat too. Exactly. said They just paraphrased what you said. Florida is popping. Gavin made his own course. and has his own store down here. Thanks. Thanks for the paraphrasing, Gavin. I like to hear that. (laughs) But we do want to like, let our chat know if you guys have any questions, now's the time to get them in. Um, Having Gavin on here is always one of my podcasts I look forward to every single year because he's just one of my people I, like, I really like to watch. And for me, I'm always growth mindset. So I always like to like my favorite writer. I read his first book and I really enjoyed him because I can watch him grow as a writer through that and watching you kind of continue to grow as a player, especially like, after surgery. like Because I feel that like close to heart where it's like when I broke my leg with wild horse racing, it took me like a year to trust stepping off a curb again um because i was like out for like eight months and it's just like oh yeah so like i'm really paying attention to like a lot of that and watching it and you know watching I appreciate you appreciate that of, that's really yeah, cool watching you break top five at Glow last year was huge like because it's like he's back that was
2: awesome
3: probably a lot of that's so mental too like Paige just saying where you didn't trust yourself to even go down a little curb where like probably the first time you picked up a disc afterwards you were probably like, I'm not going to throw this hard. Like, I would be scared to death to do it. Like, picking up a disc for the first time after surgery, was that just like a big tough-to-do thing?
1: Yeah, I really gave it a while before I even attempted to do it. But, um, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. And then when I threw the first one, it felt... I didn't throw another one for a couple of weeks after that. It did not feel right, and I just got even <laughs> more scared than I already was.
0: Well, I feel like disc golf is definitely a depreciating skill. Like, you've got to practice. you got to, like, work your way back up, to. It's not like riding a bike where you can just pick it up again. It's, oh, yeah, like, let's remember all of these subtleties without remembering Oh, yeah, them. there's
1: mm-hmm. seriously no doubt I've thrown more shots in the past couple weeks than I did for the first two months of off season, mm-hmm. And... It it was it was a fine line. It took me like two hundred shots out in the field until I was like re hitting the hitting the angles and the, the shapes that I was looking for out there for sure.
0: Yeah. Well what are have had to stay your...
1: honed in, had to stay focused on on all aspects.
0: <laughs> well I know one of your big goals is kinda of just to approach the season kind of with a slow mindset in mind of like getting back to the rhythm. Do you have any big goals for 2023?
1: Man, just get to Europe. Get to Europe. Get to Europe and get to Maple Hill healthy. All right. Yeah, because when you are like, I am playing Maple Hill. Like, (laughs) like nothing's going to get in your way this year. That was like one of the tournaments I wanted to go and play before Tour was even an option. I mean, I guess it's always been in the back of my head as an option, but... It was one of the courses I wanted to go and compete at the MVP Open or whatever it was before what is it now? Is it the MVP the Vibram, Open It used MV, to be the the Vibram, the Vibram, Vibram Open? Open? Yeah, yeah, I wanted to go and play it back when it was the Vibram Open. Mm-hmm. And I just never it never worked out. Okay. Hmm. Well, and that's where like I'm curious about it cuz like,
0: you know, Stokely was on here and I talked to him about Dela you know, being pulled from the silver series and kind of some of the history from there and the impact of it. But, you know, there was a lot of new players that came out and didn't like Dela as a course and was very vocal about it. And I know uh, MVP last year, there was actually a lot of like younger players that were coming and being very critical and vocal about that. And um, so it's kind of, to me, one refreshing that that's still on your top two playlist um, for this upcoming year. But have you noticed that with some of the younger players, it's kind of like, maybe leaning towards like one style of golf away from another or just like starting to kind of just like not like a certain style of like just golf in general.
1: Yeah. All the younger players love to throw it out in the field. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, me included. I, I, I love playing in the longer and opener it is. I feel very confident from 480 feet away that I can put the disc very close to the basket. So, I prefer that, but I don't have as much fun. It's not as challenging to me to go out and rip in open fields as it is, like, play a course like Maple Hill or Northwoods or, you know, I I don't know. Does that make any sense? No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, definitely. That was even, like, people talking about,
0: like, par-3 only courses, like Dela, where it's just, like, oh, people wanting to get to more, like, par-4 style courses, because one, I think it's easier to score on par-4s than it is, like, two par-3s, but
1: kind of seen some definitely of especially for a lot of professional players that just take advantage of T shots if it's a roller or just a crushing air shot. Mm-hmm. Um but I think the main reason Daylight got pulled is because the layout that that you had to play on that course to make it like um like a tour ish course is it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people almost getting smacked by discs that like can seriously yep. do damage off the top of the hill mm-hmm. and whatnot, and just holes yeah. going across holes. And yeah, it's just a it was a very weird place. Like seeing it on video and then actually going and playing it for the first time, it's just it's way more beautiful in person. Trust yeah. me. But I didn't expect it all to be so tight
0: and well then you get the cliff sides too I like it's it dangerous is. like i remember where i've had some rollaways at Dela and it's just like okay i'm gonna go get this but it's gonna take me a long time to go get my disc yeah, that's exactly you know, 50 feet away you can see it but it's like you're walking down a hill like this and and i get that and i know coverage is always tough out there parking is terrible out there so terrible. i know those are kind of been the big pushes for pro level courses which is can we it's film expensive. here and can we park? And so it's like, yeah, I, I definitely see that kind of being like overall direction, but yeah, it's also, I mean, that's where I, like, I always just like to ask, because like, I know it's a lot of fun, open field shots, but for me, there's always like, it has to be a soft medium of being like, what well, where yeah. these like, like traditional like style disc golf courses are going to come into be, because you know, that's, that's disc golf in a nutshell. It can't just be any one thing. And I think the tour does a good job of like, we have, like, four golf courses, we have four mixes, and we have four wooded, and, you know, you yeah. get a, like, wide variety of them, and everybody has their favorites on, on tour.
1: Truly get tested in every style throughout the year. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, mm. well, I know we're kind of pulling up to the hour, so uh, we can transition to some closing thoughts. Gavin, do you want to kind of start us off?
1: Um. Well, I appreciate it. First off, huge shout-out to Dynamics for uh, holding on to your boy throughout this season <laughs> make sure to pick up your uh, enforcers another drop of them are coming out uh early february i believe all right check out double eagle disc Off too that's the shop here in uh florida
2: double eagle disc online
1: Golf. should be coming soon i'm sure i'll make a post in the lounge at some point
2: heck yeah all
0: right well i'd love to hear that cody what are some of your closing thoughts
2: uh
3: go out and pick up uh orbit felon would be my number one thing <laughs> but um try some new shot shapes uh, i've been trying to think like you guys were talking about that long left to right finish try it a lot of people are kind of scared to, to throw that straight where it goes and then hyzers out left try something a little different throw a different disc throw it hold it upside down try a tomahawk you're not going to know what's going to work in different situations. So you try it. So don't be afraid to enhance your game, change your game, try something. You might try it. It doesn't work. It might hurt your shoulder. It might hurt your arm. It might not work, but it might be something that you end up you, like, I have a buddy that Tomahawks almost everything and he's fantastic with it. So he would have never known. Try a new shot. Three,
0: hand guys. Three, hand. <laughs> Josh, what are some of your closing thoughts?
2: Uh I got two of them actually. Uh first one. One, one. Uh yeah, what are you getting to? What you're getting to. No, well, um you know there's a lo- there's a lot of people who are having a hard time with with Simon leaving They got some harsh words for him, but like <laughs> let's all just be proud for this guy. Like he got a really good deal. He did it. He made the choice. And I'm going to support that man wherever he goes. Um so it's like look at the bigger bigger picture and things and don't just judge them because you're going to miss a a Simon's dd 3 or whatever he came out with yeah. uh second one is tomorrow um i will post it on the bin page as well but tomorrow the tsa ambassador applications go live for the 2023 season um so if you're interested i'll have the link on the bin page
0: All Right, thought space athletic ambassador program coming so i'm just going to piggyback off of you i'm going to have my own closing thought but josh how cool would it be if Disney just, because they own the rights to Simon Lezotte's, like logos and stuff, if they just keep pushing out Simon Lizotte discs in spite of... <laughs>
1: That's what That's they need to make- do. No, I'm kidding. I'm they're kidding. going to. <laughs> um, How many more of these FD3s do you think they're going to make? Oh, yeah, there's going to be a, yeah. oh, look at this mystery box shipment. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is the last one.
0: <laughs>
3: the new Simon Lizotte disappearing act. That's what the right? last disc will be.
0: Well, my closing discs are, you know, I love to hear, like, especially from a pro, that they're not just being a player. You know, when Gavin's talking about designing a course, he's helping a shop open up, he's, you know, being a part of his community. And I feel like that's such an important aspect to it, where people get so uh, inwards about, like, this is how I play, this is my game, I don't need to, like, you know, this is still a community-based game, this is still something that you can have a direct impact on. I'm talking about TDing for the first time all of my sponsors are people I fully believe in and trust and have relationships with. It wasn't just like, how do I go and get a sponsor? It's like, these are people I believe in because they are doing positives for the community. And so when Gavin talks about that, it's like he's leaving his mark outside of, or in this golf outside of just as a player. And I think that's really exciting. So for me, I challenge you all to figure out like, how can you get more involved in your local scene and start to continue to make that that impact? Because, you know, with momentum comes the the ability for growth. So that's kind of some of my closing thoughts. With that, guys, I do want to transition into some of our outro. We have an amazing podcast for you, Uh, Josh, or a podcast for you next week. Josh announced TSA applications. Uh, We may or may not have some TSA representatives coming onto the podcast to talk about said applications. Who knows? Tune into us next week and maybe find out for yourselves. um but we're definitely excited to have them gavin it's always a pleasure to have you um if we could talk for two hours i'm sure we would but we're trying to be mindful of not only your time but everybody else's time so we would love to have you back and hopefully with some big success of 2023 yeah i'm definitely watching and cheering you on and want to see you succeed hell yeah if it becomes you gotta
3: come back right world champion Gavin Rathbun.
1: Hey, that would be just spectacular. I'll be on the next day. Mark my words. <laughs> All, right. All, All right. All right. You heard we'll hold, it here we'll hold yeah. you to that. We'll hold
0: you to that. Josh, write it gonna down. Pull up, somebody write it. You want to pull up our sponsors, Josh? Yeah. So, when it comes to disc golf, check these guys out. They're helping our podcast take off and they're also growing themselves. So, part of what we're doing is helping each other, you know, step out and succeed. We have Dark Ace Discs. Uh, Rare Air Disc, Black Vinyl Disc, Terminal Velocity, and uh, Colin Hayden, CH Sports himself, who's doing local Northwest, uh, you know, videography and grown as a local pro himself. So, if you want to support anybody, support Gavin first right now, and then support our sponsors. <laughs> next week it'll be different, but this week Buy some support enforcers. Gavin. <laughs> Get those reinforcements. But all right, guys, keep jamming it in, in the rough. We'll see you next week.